Thank you for joining us today for the 17th episode of the Whitaker Report podcast, a discussion with thought leaders about the future of economic development, site selection, and corporate real estate. My name is Dean Whitaker, president of CEO of Whitaker Associates, a data analytic company serving the needs of economic development and commercial real estate organizations. I will be your host as we endeavor to see what's next. Today we'll be speaking with Julie Curtin. Julie is president of the economic development practice and a managing partner at Development Counselors International. DCI was established in New York City in 1960 and specializes in economic development and tourism marketing. Julie joined Development Counselors International in 1994 and opened DCI West based in Denver, Colorado in 1998. Julie became a DCI partner in March of 2002 and was appointed president of the economic development practice in 2018. Julie is a frequent speaker for cities, regions, states, and the International Economic Development Council on the topic of economic development marketing, talent attraction, social media, and public relations. In 2013, Julie founded and launched the DCI Marketing Summit peer-to-peer gathering of economic development thought leaders. In 2019, Julie was elected to the Board of Directors of the International Economic Development Council, a nonprofit membership organization serving economic developers. Most recently, in 2022, she worked directly with the IEDC to support the launch of the Diversity Fellowship, a 10-week internship program for young people of color to work in economic development to increase diversity in the profession. Please join me as we welcome Julie Curtin to the Whitaker Podcast. Julie, thank you for joining us today. And uh, we're looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Dean, for having me. I have been looking forward to this. And you know, I am a huge Dean Whitaker fan. So thank you. Thanks for for inviting me. I think Well, we're kind of a mutual admiration society here. Um, One of the things I'd I'd ask you to tell us about, tell us a little bit about Development Counselors International and and your role in it. Um, DCI is, we're an economic development and tourism marketing agency. Um, We exclusively represent cities, states, provinces, and countries. And we really just help them. We come alongside them to build out marketing campaigns to attract investment, visitors, and most recently talent to their destinations. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I have known, I've sort of grown up here, Dean. I know you and I have known each other for a a very long time. Um, And my role has changed over time, over the years, you know, really starting in as a more of a a junior staffer working with with clients and communities. And and now really in my role, um, you know, serving as a thought leader in the industry and, you know, more and more really um, playing a role to grow our own staff, you know, building our culture and really creating a place that great talent wants to work so that we can do great work for the communities that we represent. That's very cool. Well, I'm excited to hear more about that. Um, you recently attended the International Economic Development right. Council meeting and as well as Select USA. And I'm just kind of curious, what did you see and learn there in those two yeah, yeah. events that you attended? Um, I, absolutely right. So I attended IEDC's fall forum, which was in uh, Richardson just a few weeks ago. And I imagine a lot of your listeners were there as well. Um, you know, one thing that I learned, Dean, is that I really, really like the new president and CEO of IEDC. 
Um, I don't know if you have you had a cool. chance to meet him yet. Okay, so Nathan Oley, um, he's the new president. He came on in February, so he's been there about five months, and um, you know he is taking you know really big shoes, sort of filling really big shoes from Jeff Finkel. I think so many of us were you know real Jeff Finkel fans, but um, Jeff, um, I'm sorry, Nathan Oley is the new president and CEO of IADC, and. Um, I am a board member of IEDC. We had our strategic planning meeting and just very impressed, very pleased with sort of the way that he is approaching his new role with this, uh, with this association. And so, um, you know, he's a, he's very mission driven, very purpose driven and inclusive leader. So I just, I would, you know, I, I'd encourage your listeners to, you know, link, you know, maybe find him on LinkedIn and um, connect with him. Um, I think he's going to be very good for our industry. So that was that was one thing I had an opportunity. It was really his not so much his coming out party, but kind of his first you know big conference. So that was great to to really see him in action. Um, the other thing that I learned, and this is a I think you could do a whole podcast on this, or one thing that hit my radar. So Dean, there was a session at IADC called um, NFTs, the Metaverse, and Blockchain, and it. My friend, uh, it was standing room only. I mean, I think that people were so curious about, you know, what exactly is this topic, and um, it was it was really it was really interesting. I think it's a topic that um, you know no one is really an expert on. We spent a lot of time talking about the metaverse, right? So you've got these virtual worlds, and people are interacting in them, and we we took out you know talked through different scenarios of you know consider the metaverse when you start thinking about site selection in the metaverse, right? So you've got communities, right? You've got communities creating these places within, um, you know, a virtual world. Really interesting when you start thinking about talent attraction in the metaverse. So how are you creating your community um, and how are you creating experiences within your community that are virtual. So it's um, it was a fascinating conversation. I you know I I think I love the fact that no one is quite yet an expert. Perhaps Mark Zuckerberg, but um, but everyone's learning as we go. So I think as I as you and I think about sort of what's around the corner, sort of what's ahead for economic development, I would just encourage all of us to make sure that we're really learning and hearing, uh, you know, really learning more about the metaverse. There there was a great article. I'll just share it here. Um, Wired magazine did a, an article, it's their April 2022 issue, and it was just called, um, what is the metaverse? Um, I think the title is, what is the metaverse exactly? So I'd encourage all of us to sort of get our arms around that and sort of help figure out what is the role that it will play in economic development. Very interesting, I agree with you. And I've been tra tracking the same thing and out of curiosity as I want to do, but it's fascinating to see a, a virtual world that I've been looking at the same question yes. about site selection in a virtual world. What does that look like? And what does economic development yes. look like in that world? And so that's very fun. If you haven't seen the movie oh, Ready Player I One. I saw the previews for that. Yes, my kids saw it. Ready Player One, you're yeah. exactly right. That's a good one. And that's an interesting um, uh, Hollywood view of what the metaverse would look like because you're basically putting on your haptic suit, putting on your, yeah. your virtual goggles and yeah. you go to live in that world. And the rest of the time yes. you live in a shipping container. That's right. <laughs> so, but Dean, you think about that. And we don't a, have to, you know, we could do a whole podcast on this, like I said, but but it is, you know, I, the workforce I, that's coming into play now 
they are used to that world. You know, they are doing gaming. They're they're buying, you know, skins and, and different sort of costumes and things in these different um, games that they play already. And so I just think that we need to be ready for a workforce that is acclimated already to sort of living in these virtual environments. And so just a, a fascinating topic from my perspective. And the other conference you went to was uh, Select USA. Did you uh, come yeah, away with you some know, thoughts um, there too? Absolutely, that was a great conference. I think that the, my reaction to that one, um, and I, I'm sure your your listeners know, but it is the you know a, a significant foreign direct investment conference takes place in Washington D.C. Um, I had heard it was actually the largest ever in history that they've ever had. And, you know, that feeling was so, um, that fact was so true. It's just, there was a sense of energy. And so I think when I came away from there, there were probably about 3,000 people, you know, 70, com 70 companies, um, 70, sorry, companies from 70 different countries were represented. So, you know, it's a, essentially mm -hmm. companies looking to invest in the U.S. And um, so I came away from there really just um, optimistic about, um, you know, despite sort of what's going on around the world and sort of the, the economy, and I, I realize there's a little bit of a slowing, but there was such an energy there that um, we talked to, I talked to a lot of different EDOs that were representing, and, you know, all of them said, they said this was one of the best conferences they've ever been to, just the, they have five or six different, wow. um, you know, leads that they, that they got from conversations, and so um, I think my sense there was just the, the, I suppose, optimism around what's going on and, and the interest in doing business here in the U.S. Um, I suppose one learning that I'll, I'll just share here, I did sit in on a panel on site selection. And so it was these site selectors talking about and really sort of counseling these international companies about doing business in the U.S. And one of the consultants or one of the um, site selectors they made a comment about um, workforce and in the US and talked about, they said they spend 80% of their time looking at labor and talking about talent as they're doing these um, you know, site locations. And so perhaps not a new learning, but definitely reinforcement of the talent challenges that you know, every community is facing and the talent conversations that all these companies need to be having. Uh, that's the the dominant yeah. thing I see every place I go to, and I'm sure you go as well. The uh, the hunt for talent, and I think you uh, I don't know if you coined it or where yes. it came from, but the war for talent. You know, how do you go about attracting? You know, what's the competition, and how do you go about attracting that? What are some of the 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 things that you see on the on that talent attraction? Uh, topic. Yeah, I what, see. What um, so you're exactly right. We do a, we do a report every year called Talent Wars. And we survey you know, over a thousand mm -hmm. people that have made a move in the last um, year or so. And so um, our new report will actually come out next month. So it comes out in July. So we'll have some great data then. Um, but some of the things that we're seeing in, in talent is, and now I, I, you, um, we can talk about this over, over the course of this, um, this podcast as we get into this other um, topics on sort of the future of economic development. But you know, Dean, we are really seeing the need for um, economic developers and destination marketing organizations. So sort of those, those travel and tourism organizations and economic developers, you know, really trying to find more opportunities to work together because the trend that we're seeing is that talent, um, a, a phrase we've sort of coined is today's visitor is tomorrow's talent. We're finding that people visit a place mm -hmm. and that tends to be one of the top triggers 
for where they locate or where they decide to move to. So they visit a place, they think it's, um, you know, they can see the, they, they can see themselves living there, right? So they can see themselves, you know, um, the, the, the livability, the walkability, the restaurants, the nightlife. And then when they make a decision on where to move, they obviously remember their experience there. And so sort of today's visitor is tomorrow's talent. And that's really what economic developers um, and CVBs need to remember, need to sort of figure out how to work together to attract talent. Mm -hmm. Very important. Right. I live in a resort right. town, Holland, Michigan, and we see it all the time. We're, we're like, what, why did you come here? Well, my yeah. parents used to vacation here and we really liked this area. We decided that we would come back here or we've had our second or third child that we wanted yes. to be close to the grandparents. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot, <laughs> some other things, but it's, but you're spot on in terms of that, that connection between tourism and yeah. you know, the attraction yeah. of talent. Something else you've been working on, I'm kind of curious about and, and intrigued by, and that's your work at IEDC on the Diversity Fellowship. Could you tell sure. us a little bit about what that is? I would love to, yeah, thank you for that. So, um, so just a quick background on it is, um, our agency as a whole, we made a, you know, during the midst of, you know, in 2020, you know, during the midst of um, all the social unrest, we, we essentially said, hey, we have a commitment to DEI, and we have five different categories of how our agency is being commit, taking commitments. One of them, Dean, was saying, you know what, outside, you know, in leadership roles that we play, or in our community, or our neighborhood, or our churches, or our schools, how can we play a role in helping to advance um, diversity initiatives of some kind. And so um, I really took that to heart and I thought, you know what, I am on the board of IEDC. IEDC absolutely embraces, you know, how do we um, build more inclusive communities and how do we create um, a pipeline of economic development leaders that perhaps are more diverse. And so I worked with IEDC and um, significant thanks to them. They, they went ahead and embraced and it's called the um, Equity and Diversity Fellowship. And what it is, is it is a 10-week internship, and it actually launched this summer. It's a 10-week internship for people of color. They had to apply for it, and we went through, um, you know, had applications and went through um, a bunch of different um, venues in order to channels in order to get people to apply for it. Um, so we have six different um, diverse candidates, and then we have six economic development organizations that stepped up to the plate and said, yes, I will take on, I would love to take on a diverse fellow for this summer. They are paying them um, a really nice salary. So they're paying them. It's absolutely, you know, when you think about equity and, and all these different, um, I can't recall the, the hourly rate, but a significant hourly rate. Um, so they're paying them, they're housing them, they are mentoring them. They had to apply and say, here's the program that we are going to have them work on. So it had to be, you know, purposeful work. Um, and then after the end of the 10 week fellowship, they will IEDC, we're flying them to the IEDC annual conference. And so the fellows will then be teamed with a YP, a mentor at the conference. They'll go sit in on these economic development, you know, learning sessions at IEDC. And we'll also do a session where they'll talk about their experience. And, you know, I do think that as all of us look at this, we have to remember Yes, their experience may be good, but the hope is that they also are able to teach us and say, you know what, here's some areas where this industry or this organization or this community has opportunity to be more inclusive. And here's some of my observations. And so, um, you know, it's a pilot project. It's starting very small. Um, I'll just call out, I just, just for your listeners, because I'm just so pleased with the EDOs that stepped up. But 
Um, it's the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City. It's Invest Atlanta. It's Partner Tulsa. It's DeCab, um, Decide DeCab, I believe they're called. Cornerstone Alliance in Michigan, and then the City of Brampton, actually in Ontario, um, have all you know applied and are hosting a fellow. So I am I'm super excited about the program and. I mean, Dean, it starts small, right? You got six people now, but hopefully next year we double that to 12. Then you get, you know, perhaps to 20 the next year. But how can we have, you know, the IDC board and IDC or, or economic development industry just be more diverse in terms of culture and the types of voices that are there? So I get excited about it. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that idea. I think there's another place that we could look, and that's the board of directors yes. and some of the EDOs. And that's another place where we could start to make an impact on diversity and look at you know who are the leaders that are being brought into those organizations and how are they yeah, carrying that same exactly. message forward. I think we're seeing that, Dean. I think you know I do think that everyone is we're far more sensitive to now. I think people are trying to figure out how to do this well. Um, and so, but you're exactly mm -hmm. right. Sort of a, in a lot of leadership roles, you know, how do we diversify the the faces of leadership? I think that's that's the other one that I and I've seen that happen yes. within IEDC on the board of directors, but I think there's there's room for improvement at the local level as we look at the composition of the yeah, boards I agree. of our EDOs. So, so we got some opportunities there. Um, how would our listeners go about learning more about DCI and what it does and how they might engage with it? What what are some oh, of the ways so, that you thank do you that? for asking that? Um, well. Easy, easy enough. I guess our, our website is always a great place to start. So, you know, heading to aboutdci.com. Um, you know, not only will that provide a, a great overview of our services, but, you know, we have built, we like to think that we have built a website that is a resource. And so in the data and the research mm -hmm. section, there are so many different research reports that we have done um, about talent, about um, the media, about how you market your place, about uh, marketing budgets, um, you know, a lot of different resources that I think might be helpful to, to EDOs and to your listeners. Um, and then also I would encourage, you know, I'd love to, I'm a, as you can tell, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I love to talk about economic development. I love to talk about, um, you know, all of these topics. So, you know, linking up with me on LinkedIn, or if, you know, any of your listeners are um, headed to a conference, I do tend to travel a bit. And so, um, you know, love to sit down and just talk about, challenges that communities are facing or opportunities, you know, what do they think is, is happening in economic development? I think it's, Dean, I think it's a moment in time for our industry. Um, you know, you look at all the national narrative that's being um, talked about on about cities and, you know, where people are moving and cities versus suburbs and West Coast versus rural or coasts versus rural. And so just so many different topics that we can, that we can cover. Um, and our agency loves to come alongside places and build out campaigns and and help um, you know these communities achieve their goals so would love to LinkedIn in person um, or online absolutely I appreciate you taking the time today to kind of fill us in on those details just one last opening here for a minute or two anything else you'd like to share with us that comes to mind um, you know I think um, I think I'll just emphasize uh, perhaps just sort of re-emphasize just the the opportunity and sort of the future of economic development. And um, I think we all have a responsibility in, you know, really embracing sort of placemaking. I think right now, economic developers are, have an opportunity to sort of say, you know what, we, 
used to spend most of our time attracting investment, building a business climate, which is absolutely still their role. But I do think that, you know, the innovation and the opportunity right now for economic developers to really partner with stakeholders, partner with their chambers, partner with their tourism entities, with their universities to say, you know, how do we create a place that is inclusive? How do we create healthy and vibrant um, communities, not only for companies, but for people? And so it's a, um, there's a lot of opportunity and there's also a lot of responsibility, I believe, in economic development right now. Julie, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today. It's always a delight to have this conversation, and I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of fill us in on, on what you're doing and what DCI is up to, and, and particularly this new initiative at IEDC. I think it, it's a, a very commendable thing that they're engaged in. So thank you well, very much for your time to be today. Here, so I really enjoy it. I always enjoy my conversations with you, Dean. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Whitaker Report podcast, Seeking Around Corners, and a special thanks to Julie Curtin for helping us better understand the changes taking place in the economic development and the road ahead. Again, I'm Dean Whitaker, your host. Thank you for listening.